Welcome to today's program. My name is Rick Renner, and today is the fifth day this week that Denise has been teaching us how to be unstoppable. Have you enjoyed it? It has just fed my heart, and I believe that it's fed your heart too. And today is the last day which we're offering Denise's book called Unstoppable and the series that accompanies it. So please go online or give us a call to order yours now. But let's join Denise as she finishes the teaching series, Unstoppable. friend. I've enjoyed being with you this week so very much. And again, I'm so honored and grateful to my husband that he would allow me to have this time to speak with you and share my heart about being unstoppable and to share what kind of things can actually try to become obstacles and roadblocks in our life, like uh, um, fear of man or the uh, negative opinions of others or offense. Oh, they can be so powerful and they can have stopping power. But as we talked about yesterday, Something in you is greater than all those obstacles or those roadblocks. And that is the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. And we read in Romans chapter 8, verse 11, and I'll read it with you again, that it says, it's a fantastic fantastic verse, revelation that we need in our own hearts and to believe it with all of our heart that we have this unstoppable power within us. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, the very power, think of that friend, the very power that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you, that power. You know, we can't see that power. You can't see God. We can't see the Holy Spirit. We haven't seen Jesus. And you can't see this power. But you believe. And when we believe, and when we have faith, that power is so real. It's in us by the grace of God. When, when we got born again, that resurrection power, when you got born again by the grace of God, not by your goodness or your good deeds or my good deeds, but by being born again in the grace of God, that resurrection power came to be on the inside of you, that unstoppable power that's on the inside of you. And the rest of that verse says, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Well, today I want to talk to you about a woman who was unstoppable. She pushed through so many obstacles and opinions 
of others. And before we start, I just want to offer to you my book, Unstoppable, and it comes in other formats. It comes in a video, audio, study guide. If you decide that you want to get this study guide and have a Bible study with somebody else, but I want you to have it. I believe it's going to encourage you in this most important time that we're living in. And friend, can I say something to you? It's not a mistake that we live right now. God in his ingenious plan, we don't understand everything, but in his ingenious plan, he chose you. Before the foundation of the world, he said, you would be born right now. He said, I would be born right now. It's his plan. He's given us this unstoppable power on the inside for us to come through all the roadblocks. Some people say all the landmines and to come through and to get to the other side. Well, if you have your Bibles, turn in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 15, and we're going to talk about a woman, and we call her the Canaanite woman. Now, the first thing we notice about this woman, of course, is that she is uh, of Canaan, and that means that her relatives in the past were enemies of Israel. The Canaanites were known for human sacrifices and worshiping of idols. So this woman, she's from a terrible background, and she came to Jesus. And the Bible says that she cried out to Jesus. She didn't just say to Jesus, have mercy on me one time. The Bible says in the language, it says she said it over and over and over and over again. So Jesus is walking along and here's this woman and she's crying out to Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is severely demon possessed. And then she says it again and she's shouting at Jesus. Have you ever tried to shout at somebody to get their attention? Well, that's what this Canaanite woman was doing. Why was she doing that? Because she knew that Jesus was the only answer and she was desperate for her precious daughter. Now, the Bible says that she was severely demon possessed. Let's think about what this precious girl is going through and her mother. We know in the Bible, when it describes demon possessions, it talks about foaming at the mouth. It talks about being thrown into the fire or thrown into the water. It talks about walking in tombs. It talks about cutting yourself. Horrible things happening to those who were demon possessed. And her daughter was severely demon possessed. What about you? If you, you're a mother or you're a father or your brother or your sister and you see somebody that you love, your brother, your sister, your daughter, your son, and you see them tormented by the enemy, wouldn't you cry out to Jesus for his mercy 
out of your desperateness. That's what this Canaanite woman did. So this woman, she has a tremendous desire. She knows who she is. She knows who her ancestors are, but she doesn't care. She came and to make all effort crying out to Jesus. And it wasn't just once. And she didn't care what people thought about her. When you and I come to a situation, and it can be life or death, our desire matters. It's our desire, just hope and maybe ask for two weeks for God to move, and then we get disappointed. Look at this woman. She's crying out so much that the disciples are telling her to be quiet. And they're saying, should we send her away? But it doesn't move this woman. Then Jesus says to her, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But does that move this woman? That does not stop her. Then she came to Jesus and the Bible says that she worshiped him. And then she said, Lord help me. Well, for her, for her, her answer has not changed. She's not taking no for an answer. And I thought about how many of us really, when we want and need something from God, do we know, do we believe that he's our only answer? Or do we move away to a lower level of an answer? our own thinking, our own solutions, just because we didn't get that answer fast enough. Maybe we're not as desperate as this woman, or maybe our focus on him was not as intense as hers was coming to him. Would we cry out? Would we not care what others said? That's what she did. But she doesn't stop there. She worships them. We don't know what her worship looked like. Did she fall on the ground? Was her face on the ground? Was she crying tears? Was she saying, Lord, Lord, you got to help me, Lord. You're the only answer for my daughter. I believe you are the Lord. We don't know what she said to the Lord, but we do know that the Bible says she worshiped him. And out of that worship came a very simple prayer. Very simple, not religious, very focused. Lord, help me. Friend, I want to say that this kind of worship I'm sure you've given that worship to the Lord when you were desperate and you came to him and you said, Lord, you're my only answer. You're my only way through this. I worship you, Lord. You are my God, Lord. Hear my prayer, God. And that worship, out of that worship, comes that simple prayer. Of course, I'm talking to you, friend. 
I've been in that prayer closet many times. And out of that worship came, Lord, help me. It's like when you get in that place of worship and you recognize he's your only answer. It's like there's an exchange. There's an exchange for the things I'm thinking about doing or the worry or the fret or the care that I've already extended towards this problem. And now, Lord, nothing is helping. Lord, I acknowledge you. I worship you. I exchange my worry. I exchange my doubt. I exchange my fear. I exchange it all, Lord to proclaim to you my worship, that you are my only answer. Help me, Lord. That's exactly what happened to that woman. Well, Jesus speaks to that woman. And go to verse 26. But he answered and said, It is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. And she said, Yes, Lord, yet even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Now, let me explain this a little further. This is the first time in Scripture where Jesus says that uh, bread is compared to healing. He calls bread or healing the children's bread. Now, this woman knows that at the table, always, there, there is bread. It's common. And usually under the table are little dogs. And why are the little dogs there? The little dogs, they're there because they're there to get the crumbs. And this woman, she says, now, go back to verse Go back to verse 27. And she said, yes, Lord, yet even the little dogs eat, uh, eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Friend, she was saying, Jesus, I know that I am not of the lost sheep of the house of Israel. I know that I am a Canaanite woman. But you said that healing was the bread on the table. And you said that that bread, I couldn't have that bread, but I know that crumbs fall on the floor and that the little dogs eat the crumbs. And friend, I think she said in her heart, she had so much faith. She had so, she was so desperate for Jesus to do something. And she knew he was her only answer. And she had worshiped him that she said, perfect. It's perfect. I'm a little dog. Healing is, is the children's bread. The bread is on the table. The crumbs fall on the floor where their little dogs are. I'm a little dog. I'll take the crumbs. And the crumbs will be just perfect for my daughter. When Jesus said that to that woman, in verse 28, 
Then Jesus answered and said to her, O woman, great is your faith. Let it be. Let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed in that very hour. Great is your faith. You know, Jesus said that to somebody else. He said that to the centurion who was crying out for his servant to be healed. Servant never saw Jesus, never heard his voice. This little girl, and they were healed. This little girl, she never saw Jesus. She never heard his voice, but she was delivered in that very hour. Maybe you are the intercessor for somebody. Maybe you're like that centurion that's crying out for your servant. Maybe you're like this Canaanite woman that's crying out desperately for an answer for your son or for your daughter. I was talking to someone the other day and they said, I'm so burdened for my child. They're making all the wrong decisions. Can you help me? They wanted me to pray with them to come before the Lord and to say, Lord, you're the only answer. You're the only answer. I exchange my worry. I exchange my care. I exchange my doubt. I exchange my fear to look unto you and to worship you and to say, Lord, you're my only answer. Help me. This is exactly what this Canaanite woman did. And this is exactly what my, the friend of mine was that we were pray, I was praying with. There is there's such an exchange. You know, worship. Worship is not just singing songs or even raising your hands. Worship is the heart. God knows what's going on in our heart. He knows whether we worship him. He knows whether we trust him. He knows whether we believe him. But when we give him that worship, like this Canaanite woman did, it opens up a place in our heart that we can say with faith and knowing that he hears us, Lord, Help me. Three words. Lord, help me. And what did God do? What did Jesus do? He said, woman, let it be unto you as you desire. And in that very hour, that very hour, her daughter was delivered. Is that not powerful? Have you ever just been moved by other people's opinions. There were so many opinions around this woman. First of all, Jesus ignored her. Second, she was crying out so much that the disciples said to send her away. They even asked Jesus in front of her, Lord, should we send her away? We send her away from you. Then Jesus says to her, compares her to a dog, but he says about the healing bread, on a table, she thinks to herself, she so wants, she's so desperate for that answer. She says, 
perfect. If I'm a dog, I'm under the table. That's where little dogs are. The bread's on the table. The crumbs fall on the floor. Even the little dogs get the crumbs from the healing bread. I want to read you something that I wrote. I, I, think, I think it's powerful. This woman believed in a crumb more than most of us believe in the whole loaf. This woman had desire and was not going to give up until she got what she came for. She was unstoppable. Do you have that kind of determination to get what you need from Jesus and the breakthrough all through all the obstacles? Or are will these obstacles the devil's trying to put in your way, will they stop you? Jesus paid a mighty price for us to push through. He paid for all those obstacles to move out of the way. Another question. When we worship him, do we really exchange our doubt and anything else that we can be tempted to hold on to? Or do we grab a hold of his presence and the essence of his life? This woman got her miracle because she refused to give up. She saw that Jesus was her only answer. She didn't take rejection. She didn't take no for an answer. She didn't take what the disciples said. She didn't get offended at Jesus when she could have said, I came all this way and you won't even talk to me. She didn't get offended. She knew that he was her only answer. And I'm encouraging you, friend, as I encourage myself even right now, we're coming to a time where we have to be unstoppable and know that Jesus is our only answer. Well, stay with me and I want to pray for you. Are you tired of getting stopped by the negative voices and opinions that seem to paralyze you along the way? Fear, offense, and negative opinions can have a stifling effect on your life. It's time for you to push them out of the way and become unstoppable. In Denise Renner's new five-part series, Unstoppable, she opens up and shares how she overcame profound negativity in her own mind so she could do what God wanted her to do with her life. As only Denise can do, she talks about the lies the devil spoke to her mind and emotions and what she had to do to uproot, silence, and become absolutely free from those lies. In this empowering series, Denise reveals how to identify the mental lies that are trying to emotionally control you, how to shut your ears to voices of negativity that have dominated you too long, how to embrace freedom, and really begin to step forward to be the free person Jesus Christ wants you to be. This five-part series is available in digital or physical format starting at just $10. We're also offering you Denise's 208-page book, Unstoppable. Rick says, Denise bears her heart and soul on paper and shows every reader how to walk out of an emotional prison into complete freedom to become unstoppable in life. This powerful, life-changing book is available for $20. Don't delay ordering Denise's
Lewis's five-part series, Unstoppable, and her book, Unstoppable. These two resources have the power to alter the course of your life. Call the number on your screen now or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now. This is Rick Renner and my friends right now, we're in the very middle of our ministry expansion project. It's three phases. Phase one was building the new studio in Moscow. You helped us do that. Thank you. Phase two was finishing the interior of the studio. You helped us do that. Thank you. Now we're in phase three, which is retiring the debt on the ministry headquarters in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Our ministry has never had debt. The reason we've been able to do what we've done is because we've never had to service debt. When we built our building in Riga, we did it cash. When we built the building in Moscow, it is amazing that we were able to do it with cash. And now we want to retire the debt on the Tulsa headquarters building so we can liberate all that money to really take the teaching of the Bible around the world. You know, it's never about buildings. It's about having an anchor where the Word of God can go forth. And in that Tulsa facility, we're taking calls from people who are literally calling us from all over the world. And from that facility, we're producing TV programs, social media, we're fulfilling orders for books and giving away thousands and thousands of different resources to people who are reaching out to us because they believe that we provide teaching they can trust. And it's very important that we retire that debt as quick as possible because it will liberate funds for the preaching of the word to the ends of the earth. And that is what we're called to do. And today I want to ask you to please continue to be a part of our giving team so we can retire the debt on the Tulsa building and then we'll be finished with the ministry expansion project. Thank you for your prayers and thank you for becoming a part of the giving team. Thank you so much for letting me have this time with you. Again, I'm so grateful to my husband that he gave me this honor of speaking with you these last five days. I hope it's encouraged you in facing obstacles and roadblocks that come up in life to keep pushing through or offense or fear of man or negative opinions that try to stop us and that you keep pressing through and be unstoppable, that you agree with the power of the resurrection that's on the inside of you. Again, I want you to have my book, Unstoppable. And I believe, friend, that this is a time we need to be more committed than ever to push through whatever obstacle the enemy throws in our way. Jesus said, in this world, you will have tribulation. He promised it. But he said, but cheer up, I've overcome the world. And he's the one on the inside of you. He's the one that can help us through every difficulty and obstacle and roadblock. Father, I thank you so much for the power of the resurrection in, in my friend. And that we have the power to push through every obstacle and difficulty 
in a horrible situation that they may be facing right now, that the power in them is greater than the pressure that they feel upon them. Father, you are totally faithful. We look unto you. We thank you for your great help and presence in our life. And we pray in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for being with me. Renner Ministries is proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ through every available media to the uttermost parts of the earth. Discover the many ways you can help us make a difference in lives around the world with the Word of God. We invite you to partner with us in teaching, strengthening, and rescuing lives for the glory of God. Together, we can make a difference that will last throughout eternity. 